I, I've had this this vague sensation from, from you know, it, it, since we're all living here, it's it's America, the 20th century, 1963, and out here on uh, on uh, Flushing Meadows, we're building a new World's Fair. It's going to open up in 1964. Uh, it, it's uh, there's something vaguely ominous about World Fairs. Almost all world fairs in the past have been held just before some fantastic disaster struck. <laughs> the Chicago World's Fair uh, was was uh, held at a, at a time when when the depression was getting into its absolutely worst. Uh, the depression w had hardly started when the Chicago World's Fair was uh, was a big thing, and everybody cheered and applauded it. And then, shortly after the fairs is closed up the uh, depression became like a gigantic deep freeze. And of course, you don't have to say anything about the New York World's Fair of 1939, what that one was before. And, uh, and, and each World's Fair always is dedicated to the proposition that man has made tremendous strides forward. Now, that's probably the most ironical uh, part of the World's Fairs. That each one is dedicated to the proposition that we're going to celebrate the fact that man has now finally burst into the sunlight. Man has burst into the sunlight and forever now we'll be marching forward on the great wave of technical progress that will carry us to eternal happiness. It's, uh, it's always the assumption. And, and one of the well, listeners sent me a beautiful brochure which I have now filed with my great file of trivia. And this brochure was a watercolor brochure. It was called Official Views of a Century of Progress Exposition in Chicago. It was published at the time. And reading it is, is almost like looking, uh, like looking at a world underwater, some kind of world that was made out of ivory soap. Uh, yeah, every line exudes the kind of uh, feeling that well, at long last, here we are. We are the pinnacle of, uh, of civilization, and everything is fine. Now, over here on the left, you see the Hall of Progress. They have the Hall of Progress. I don't know whether they mentioned the Nazis in it. Uh, <laughs> I doubt it very much, but there was the Hall of Progress, and, and they had the big Hall of Peace. They had the Hall of this and the Hall of that, and they had the Hall of Science and the Hall of Happiness and the Hall of Reverent Beauty and, and all of these various halls. And, of course, all the while, off stage, guys were wheeling the props into position for the next fantastic act and the enormous drama. Now, I, I suspect that the, the World's Fair, I wonder whether the World's Fair will even touch at all, at any point, on what's going on in America today, on the problem. I doubt whether it'll even be discussed anywhere. There'll be no point in bringing that up. <laughs> and uh, it, won't, it, won't even, it won't even touch by yet. Uh, there's no reason for it, I suppose. Uh, looking at the fair in one way, it's a fair, that's all. But a World's Fair is something bigger than a fair. And I received a letter from one of the World's Fair people over the weekend, and it was on in context with a, a thing we had done a couple of days ago regarding the, uh, the burying of a time capsule. Uh, I don't think other World's Fairs, I don't know whether the, the, the World's Fairs in Europe go in for this, but America goes in for this to, to a great extent. You know what the time capsule is done. You know, they, they have this uh, stainless steel thing they bury, and on top of the ground they put a little monument that says, do not open until 6339, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Uh, well, uh, this, this uh, you know, this attitude, and, and the new one we're going to bury, uh, the, the man who wrote to me is in, uh, apparently in charge of burying time capsules. 
And he wrote to me and he says, we're going to bury another one. And he had a fine brochure made up on how they were going to bury it. And they had a diagram, cross-section of the ground and all, how it was going to be buried. And it was going to be buried for the people of 5,000 years from now. What is 5,000 years added to, uh, let's see, what is this, 1964, the fair is going to open? Well, add 5,000, what will that be? That will be, uh, let's see, uh, 19, that would be uh, 5,069, uh, 64. Sure. Six? 66? That's what I said, 69, 64. That's a long time from now. But it presupposes a very, it, it, it supposes that for 5,000 years, there will be a continuous line that, that civilization will continue in a continuous line and then finally the big day will arrive and for 5,000 years that monument is going to be standing there that says do not open until 60, 69, 64 and nobody will you know, <laughs> for 5,000 years they're not going to open it in a pig's ear I don't know whether you know anything about the pyramids they had a lot of things that said on the, on the front of them do not open it's things like anybody who opens this will get the curse of all the pharaohs cast upon them immediately the old king, or it says the pharaoh, or whatever it was, and, and yet that didn't stop guys, and it was only a few thousand, you're 5,000 years nothing. It was only like 3,000 years, and they were chopping their way through. But, but the, the thing that, that I, I think uh, we suppose is that people will be living pretty much the way we're living for the next 5,000 years. Right there on Flushing Meadows, and they'll be walking around driving their cars and, and getting into... Going to Met games, oh sure, the, you know the big. We, they assume the stadium will be open by then, and uh, they'll be going to the Met games out there. And then finally, the, the Mayor Wagner of that period will be interviewed on uh, on the Martha Dean show of that time, and uh, WOR will have a big ceremony. We'll, we'll probably bring a direct remote from there, and I think a few of the TV stations might even cover it. They're going to open up the big thing. Sixty nine, sixty four will be the year. And somebody will deliver a ringing oration. The people of the state of New York in the year 1964 laid down this time capsule for us here, the residents of the year 6964. As we know, these people were people of heroic dimension. They were people of fantastic vision and fortitude. <laughs> well, uh, it never could occur to us, apparently, that the people of the year 6964 can have... Our language could be dead by then. Our written language can completely be dead. This uh, sounds like real, uh, like you're really blowing bubbles. But I wonder, I wonder if an Egyptian of the great period, of the, uh, of the, the great dynastic period in Egypt, when it was a highly uh, complex society, very, very complex, totally uh, civilized as far as they knew, could ever possibly have comprehended a day when, when it would take years to even begin to decipher their language. Their language was that dead, uh, the, the written language of the time. And, and, uh, and furthermore, most of the stuff they dig up, even to this day, their, their, their uh, world is so remote from us that most of the stuff that's dug up today requires a great deal of analysis. And even at that point, they don't, they're not sure about a large amount of stuff they dig up. What makes you think that they would really know what a TV set is? They dig it up 5,000 years from now. We, we assume, oh, well, what do you mean they have TV? Why, well, what makes you assume that? What are, you know, why? Why do you assume that? What makes you think they'll know what a yo-yo is when they dig it up? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, a Chevy. 
We just assume that, that, that it's going to be, what we'll assume is that the new, the new model Chevy will be out then, and it will be just a little change from the Chevy of now, and a little bit uh, different grill. I've got the different uh, thing in the back there. But uh, speaking of the Andalusian Pass, this is WORAM at FM New York. But uh, I'm curious about that attitude. It's a, it's a great feeling. And, and yet, everywhere we go, we, you, you find people attempting to cling to the belief that time doesn't really pass at all. 